Baseball fans, BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM's Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. Pick an area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM sports account to get started. Then visit your promotions section to access the Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. There's nothing more exciting than going yard with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In partnership with MGM Northfield Park. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. What if AI could help your business deliver mission-critical outcomes with speed? With IBM Consulting, your business can design build, and scale trusted AI using Watson X, and modernize the way you work to accelerate real impact. Let's create AI that transforms your business. Learn more at ibm.com consulting. IBM. Let's create. This podcast is part of the How We Are Network. For information on this episode and many other like-minded shows, visit howweare.org. That's H-O-W-W-E-A-R-E dot O-R-G. Greetings, everybody, and welcome to another very special, but aren't they all special, episode of 100 Words or Less, the podcast. I am your host, Ray Harkins, ever-present, as always, to talk to a person and let you listen into that chat that we have that's not only is it the point of the show, but I think that is what you enjoy. The guest this week is Brianna Collins from Tiger's Jaw. What a charming chat we had. She was just as sweet as I thought she was going to be. I had only met her once before and had a very brief interaction with her, but all the stuff I've ever seen about her and all of our mutual friends have nothing but glowing things to say about her. It took us a while to schedule this. We kept missing each other. She went on vacation, all this other stuff, but we finally hooked up. We finally spoke on the phone and it was awesome. I really enjoyed it. But let's get some business out of the way, and then I will tell you a little bit more about Miss Collins. I like to say Miss or Ms. So all during the month of May, this show is doing a fundraising drive. Visit patreon.com backslash xpurposex, or you can just pop onto any of the social networks 
that exist for this particular show on Twitter or Facebook. Basically, what we're trying to do, I need money to run this show. And of course, it doesn't cost a tremendous amount to put this together, but it's enough for me to be like, you know what? I've been doing this for two years for free, for fun. And that's that's essentially all I've been doing. You know, yeah, there's ads here and there, and there's some things that help contribute to cover the costs. But now I'm at the point where it's like, you know what? I want you, the listener that downloads this on a semi-regular basis to become involved. And what's cool about this fundraising campaign, it's kind of like Kickstarter in the fact that there are rewards. So it's like if you contribute a certain amount of money a month, you will get cool stuff like bonus episodes. I could interview you for a future episode, stickers, buttons, a bunch of other fun stuff that I'm going to incorporate as the time goes on. I just need your help. Plain and simple. That is what I'm looking for because I want to pay my editor slash producer Tom, I want to buy better recording equipment. All these things I want to do to make the show better for you. And then in turn, more guests will come on. Cool stuff will happen. That sort of stuff. So like I said, visit patreon.com backslash X purpose X and you will be able to find the fundraising page and get all of the info that you need about that. For those of you that donated so far, I really, really appreciate it. June is when you're going to start seeing that stuff come through to you. The bonus episodes, the stickers, the buttons, all the other fun stuff. The private email list that you get on so you get the episodes even before anybody else does. So let's move on. We started a YouTube page because a lot of people were hitting me up being like, hey, I want to listen to your show and... I don't know how to. And it's like, well, first of all, how are you even interacting with this besides just tripping onto the website and being like, oh, I don't want to press play. So anyways, there's a site called YouTube. I think some of you are familiar with it. I started uploading episodes there. It's a slow but sure process because, you know, after all, this is like a hundred some odd hours of, of content I already have. So I'm just kind of hitting some of the more recent episodes, some of the more popular episodes. And uh, yeah, a lot of people are interacting with the show that way, which is cool. So if you are listening via YouTube, good job. Thanks. Visit propertyofzach.com. Visit the show's website, 100wordspodcast.com. Email the show. Let's keep talking. Let's keep dialoguing. Business aside, let's talk about Brianna. Tiger Shaw is such an anomaly of a band because they really haven't been that active. Like they've done tours here and there, but not to the point of where the fervor and excitement that people have over this band is like at such a groundswell. It's awesome to see because as you'll hear from our conversation, the band has essentially been sort of on the back burner since it started. They just didn't have the ability to tour because they're all in school and doing all this stuff. So in the near future, they will be taking this as a full-time endeavor sort of thing, but they still have to get some of their life obligations out of the way. But it was just an interesting conversation because usually the context in which bands start playing and performing is like, we're going to do this. That is what our life is centered around. Whereas this, it was kind of an accidental thing in regards to their own popularity. And it's just really, really cool to see all this kind of transpire and to get a person's perspective that's in the middle of it. We talk about a bunch of awesome stuff. I feel like she hit on a lot of stuff that she doesn't typically get asked about and is able to speak about. So without further ado, here is my conversation and I will talk to you afterwards. personal entry to the music you're creating and kind of you as a person. Okay. So I ran Sound and Fury. 
for five years until we decided to not do it last year. So you guys played in 2008, wait, 2009, right? You guys attempted to play in 2009. 2009, yeah. I think it was just after I graduated high school. Okay. It was myself and my my best friend, Joey. We were the ones putting it on, and I was uh, very excited that you guys were able to make it out and play. And then, obviously, everything happened to where you couldn't play. And there was like, you know, there's there's only like, whatever... I think five or six bands left to play. And obviously you were guys, you guys were one of them. And I just remember above all, I mean, it was a very traumatic experience in my own life, but above all, I felt so bad for the bands that couldn't play of just like, like a genuine sort of like sadness was like, Oh man, like all of these bands made such an effort (laughs) to come out here. And then this stupid thing happened. I mean, obviously I know you guys ended up playing that, you know, ridiculous house show that is forever immortalized on YouTube. (laughs) Was, was it, was it weird for you guys coming out to the West coast and kind of having this, like this general air of enthusiasm about the band? Yeah. I mean, that was our first time ever going past, coast so it was it was like really exciting and a lot was happening like I turned 18 like probably like three days before Sound and Fury or something like that so I don't know it was just all like really new and really exciting to finally be able to like do something like real with the band for so long well like in still school right had always been like in the way forever in the way sure so it felt it felt like being able to do something quote-unquote legitimate and make it 3,000 miles away from your home was like a uh, a sort of achievement in and of itself yeah and another thing too is that we grew up in this like awesome area that has these other like really cool bands that are like doing that were doing it at the time too and like we were still so young like Tidal Fight and the Menzingers and like they were all touring and we hadn't really gotten to do like full U.S. tours yet and it was so exciting to finally be able to like they're like, yeah, like we're getting in the van and we're doing it. Like we're finally going to be gone for longer than two weeks. It's going to be crazy. The way you're putting it makes it sound so cute too. Like it was like this charming thing like, oh yeah, we're, we're going to be able to spend a little more time away from home. And like, as opposed to, I mean, I, I think a lot of people view touring as like this, you know, uh, very high octane um, experience. And you guys, it sounds like it was a, it was a sweet enthusiasm. Yeah, I mean, I don't think we've ever had a high-octane tour, <laughs> but True. no, it's always just been, like, fun. That's, like, the most important part, like, for it not to become, like, this, like, super stressful, like, you know, burden of a thing. Like, it's still, I feel like we still rarely tour, so it's still, like, this very, like, lighthearted, fun thing that we, like, get to do every year. Right. So, still feels kind of the same way. Like, wow, we finally get to go. They're all centered around vacation, like, you know, the typical school vacation. So, in a way, it's like, because I, I played in bands for years in high school, and it was always one of those things where, you know, you'd come back after a summer, and of course, like, you know, the kids that don't play in bands, which is a majority of them, were like, you know, oh, hey, where what'd you do over the summer? And it's like, oh, you know, play video games or whatever. And then it was like, Oh yeah, I was gone for like two months, like on tour. And it was always that like, what? Yeah. Do you have that experience too? People like, no, you're not in a band. I feel like my school life especially was always kind of like very separate from the band. And even like sometimes meet people who were Tiger Shaw fans that didn't know, like that I went to school with, that like didn't know that I was in the band. Because I guess it's something that I don't like, I don't know if advertise is the right word, but I'm not like, yeah, I'm like in this band. Like, if it comes up, it comes up, but I don't know. Especially funny during student teaching and then, like, the kids finding out and it being, like, I didn't want it to become, like, this thing that was in a band and then, like, 
looking up on YouTube or something. So that was a pretty interesting situation. You were, you were student teaching and that, that occurred. And so you had to kind of uh, handle that situation as it arose. My cooperating teacher, who was amazing. Well, I, I student taught in a high school, like right outside of Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't quite an inner city school, but it was definitely very urban and like very diverse. So I went in thinking like, I'm not really sure like how many people will even know about Tiger's Jaw. Like I had like, it might happen. Like, I don't know what, what that will be like when I encounter it. Cause I need to be seen as like, you know, the teacher, you know, like when I see kids at shows or like, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like I could be friends with them. I could talk to them. And, but it, it, I was like, I don't know how I'm going to approach this. If like they come up to me and they're like, I know who you are, right? which did happen. And I basically had to be like, and this is also like, you know, after the whole ordeal last year with people leaving the band and a lot of people were confused. So that was one thing that some of my students would like ask me about. And I would just be like, listen, I would totally talk to you about this, but I just like can't talk to you about it here. You know what I mean? Like here (laughs) I'm Miss Collins outside of school. I'm Brianna and you can like talk to me about it, but you know. It was kind of just a, an awkward. Now I work in an elementary school and I do not worry about it. If you're finding out about Tiger's Jaw, you must have a really cool older brother or sister. Although today, because it's like an elementary middle school, I overheard some of my eighth grade girls that were uh, in a study hall that I was subbing in. Mm-hmm. They were like, yeah, like, have you heard about this band B-Side? Like, they're so cool. Like, I'm going to Warped Tour this year and I just like couldn't help but be like, oh my God, hilarious. Like, this is, this is me <laughs> as a 13-year-old, like... It's hilarious to see. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's it's adorable to run into that that sort of like, yeah, I mean, when you see that sort of youthful enthusiasm, you can't help but be like, oh, that's cute. Yeah. Yeah, because my, my wife is a high school English teacher. She never played in a band or like did anything like that. But since I was always active in music, she always had kids come up to her and be like, your husband is is that guy that sings for that band. And it was it was one of those things she had to, I mean, she didn't get probably punished like you where they were asking about the future plans of the band (laughs) but she always she always had to navigate that because yeah you don't want to break down that level of like okay i'm an authority figure i really shouldn't be looked at as like a peer even though we're we're, we can be cool but there's that line you need to you know be professional yeah that's exactly it because i am like especially when I was like student teaching, like, you know, like my seniors were 18, you know, like, like I have friends that are that old. So it was just like, when I'm in that setting, like they need to respect me like a teacher. And so I didn't want to be like their friend. Like I'm like, you know, too cool with them, but I didn't want to be like, I didn't want to shut them out either. Cause that's obviously something that I could like talk to them about and relate to them. And yeah, I don't know. I think in, in the end it, it did help me. It mm-hmm. gave me kind of this little bit of a thing that's like interesting, I guess, about me being their teacher, but yeah, I didn't like play YouTube videos of Tiger Shop or right. anything. It just was like, if they found out, they found out I was not like, Hey, check this out guys. Here's a sampler. Got a new record coming out. <laughs> the only time I did like really talk about being in the band and kind of how it relates, like being in the band has helped me with like what I'm going to school for and being an, like an artist, quote unquote, and stuff like that. Like I talked to the AP class about it because I believe all Tiger's Jaw art is like stuff that I've done. Mm-hmm. So I was like, if your friends have a band or if you know someone that has like this platform where they could like put your work out there, like that's basically what I've, it started as just like, oh, this is convenient and, like, something that I'd love to do to, like, now, you know, like, I feel like it's 
like my thing now to <laughs> kind of like do our art stuff and designs. You're, and now I hope it's a couple other bands doing stuff like that. So yeah, yeah, you're taking the sometimes intangible, unpractical thing of you know being an artist and doing stuff for your band, but then being able to apply it to other areas of your life. And then it's like, oh no, this this can work, and this is how you can apply that. So, but you you yourself, you were born and raised in like the uh, Scranton area or Doylestown. <laughs> well, yeah, it's uh, the eastern side of Pennsylvania, but. I was born in, like, northeastern Pennsylvania, like, 20 minutes outside of Scranton, kind of a more rural area. I went to high school with Greg Barnett from the Menzingers and Bob Barnett from Captain North Sinking. Got it. But that's actually through them. That's, like, how I met Adam and, like, how I ended up joining Tiger's Jaw because, you know, Hamlin is literally the middle of nowhere, it seems, and you have to, like, drive 30 minutes to go to the mall or anywhere, really. They right. just got a Dunkin' Donuts. It was like the biggest deal in the world. <laughs> Lines are on the block. So, well, yeah, there aren't sidewalks, but if there were, I'm sure. What was your family structure like? Like brothers and sisters and uh, mom and dad or what? I have, well, a mom and a dad and they're awesome. They we, they still live in the house that I born and moved into. Mm-hmm. Um, I have two older brothers, but they're 10 and 11 years older than me. That was a pretty interesting thing growing up. Like when I was they were graduating high school. So right. now that I'm getting older, it's kind of, we've gotten closer as I've gotten older, sort of yeah, know, catching up to them. Well, totally. Because what, what, what high schooler is going to be like, oh yeah, like my eight-year-old sister, like I don't, I don't really even know where to begin with that. They were really good with me though from like, I, I have really good memories of like, they obviously had to babysit me because they're the, per- they were the perfect age to babysit when I was like <laughs> seriously needing a babysitter. So They never really, at least from my memory, I don't, like, they would bring me around and, like, their friends were always really nice to me. It was funny because when I was in high school, like, some of their friends were my teachers. I don't know. (laughs) It was was pretty, I don't remember it being that bad. I remember one time, though, like, I am the baby and the only girl, but, like, they're two boys. And I remember one time we were all having, like, a pillow fight or something while they were babysitting me. And my one brother, like, knocked me straight off the bed and I got, like, a bloody nose. It was, like, horrifying. Sure. And my mom was so pissed off. But <laughs> other than like typical yeah. childhood brother sister stuff. Brother sister fights. Yeah. I always find it interesting too when the family structure when you do have children so far apart in age. To me it, stri- it strikes me as your your parents are probably like, Hey, maybe maybe we should have a girl. <laughs> that then, was literally it. Okay. That was literally they like wanted a girl and like tried and tried and I don't know, like then it happened. <laughs> <laughs> They were happy about it, though. And what, what did your parents do for a living as you were growing up? Um, My mom is a nurse. Well, she's a nurse, but she was, this is like a wordy to say, the director of geriatric services okay. at a hospital. So she basically like senior medical mental health stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and my dad worked at this like plant for RCA, like the, you know, TVs and stuff. Oh, yeah. But they, they like moved to Mexico. They did that whole thing where they like laid off all their workers. So... Mm-hmm. I had to have been like starting high school or something, but he started working at this place called Deluxe Digital Studios and they get stuff ready for like Amazon Prime and like Netflix and Hulu and all that stuff. And that's like what my brother does in California. But my dad's job (laughs) was to like, I would have loved that he, he had to like watch movies like over and over again and make sure all of the details were correct. Uh Like, my only way to explain it is, like, he had to do all the games and stuff. So for, like, Saw 4 or something like that, they had a game where it was 99 questions. But if you got a question wrong, it took you back to the beginning. And, like, think about Saw. And 
So he had to test it and make sure that he had to like play the game so that he got every question wrong to make sure that it took you back to the beginning. Oh my gosh. Yeah, he did that. He's retired now. He deserves it. Yeah, quality quality control. Yeah. Jeez, that's crazy. And so, and the way that you're describing your town, it's like, I'm envisioning it like the proverbial one stoplight town. Basically that, like minimal street lights. Like you're lucky if there are lines in the center of the road. Mm-hmm. And like, it really wasn't that bad. I don't know. I feel like I was looking at my parents, like, always took me to, to go and do whatever I wanted. And Scranton's not that far. But they work. They don't work in Hamlin. Like, they work in Scranton. Got it. Got so, it. Yeah. So would you would you classify it more as, like, rural or suburban? Definitely rural. Okay. Your address may have just been, like, you know, Highway 48, uh, you know, P.O. Box, whatever. Yep, like Road 7 or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah they, they changed it. Because I live on kind of, like, a cul-de-sac type thing. It's actually, like, a hill. Mm-hmm. But... They gave it a name, but it was Road something and right. when I was really little. But they had to change everything for, like, 911 calls, so it was, like, more specific. Sure. Yeah, they're, but, not just, yeah. they're not just tossing you in a general area. Oh, yeah, they're over there. Yeah, they're on Road 7 somewhere. <laughs> and so then as as you were, you know, growing up in your formative years, what kind of kid were you? What, what Were you uh, looking at your older brothers trying to be kind of a tomboy, or did you find yourself, you know, a, a sensitive artist type, like, uh, you know, as you were... Uh, <laughs> As you, were, as you were going through high school? And stuff. Well, I think when I was, like, really little, um, I was lucky that at, at the time when I was growing up, there were a lot of really great families living, like, in my neighborhood. That was kind of more of, like, what you'd imagine as a suburban setup, where I could, like, walk across, like, my street to go to a neighbor. But, mind you, we were on, like, a hill, and then, like, the next plot of neighbors would be, like, far. So, I was, the, the families all had boys. So, I guess... Like, I like to, you know, ride my bike on the trails in the woods and, like, look for salamanders and, like, that kind of thing when I was little. But I've never been, like, a super girly girl, but I guess I kind of am now. I love, like, wearing dresses and getting my nails painted. Sure. But in high school, I really liked music. In seventh grade, I had a crush on a boy, and he made me a mix, and that kind of, like... Of course. That's huge. Set the tone. Yeah, it it was pretty huge. This was totally my, I I think it's most guys' moves, but in as much detail as you can, what format was it on? Was it on a tape or was it on an actual CD? It was on a a CD. Okay. Um, And I don't know if it was made specifically for me or like a (laughs) a burned copy of something. Sure. It was a mix of like, it had brand new on it, like early, like your favorite weapon stuff. But then it had like Streetlight Manifesto songs. Okay. I don't know. And at that time, I was also like Paula Boy and, you know, that kind of stuff. Because I was a big fan of this move. Did he write descriptions of why he put the songs on the actual mix for you? No, he wasn't. Oh, he not- wasn't that thoughtful. Seventh grade, we, we were about 12. So <laughs> I don't know if he had gotten to that point yet where he was really... He didn't know his move yet. You know? Was that kind of how you cut your teeth on music? Was it was it Fall Out Boy and that sort of, you know, pop punk stuff that you became o- aware to you? And how did you get introduced to that? Seventh grade, just that pivotal year. I, um, one good thing about Hamlin is, like I said, Bob and Greg's both went to my high school and they're like a little Greg's two years older than me and Bob's two years older than me but they were like running shows and doing shows and stuff and I remember I went to something called a Mighty John show which was just at a local church and it was like a ska show because of course everybody was super ska then which they probably still are but 
my mom let me go because it was like at a church and she obviously didn't like know what it was really. I was just like, oh yeah, we're going to this thing. And she dropped me off. And I don't know. I just like love that. I love like being at a show and like seeing this music. And it was the first time I crowd surfed. It was like, whoa, got really into Streetlight Manifesto and brand new were like my favorite bands. And then I don't know. I started just like making friends that were like going to shows and you know listening to the same kind of stuff that I was a lot of people had older siblings that were like kind of closer like unlike me like their older brothers would be or and older sisters would be like you know we were in middle school but they were in high school and like starting to do all the cool stuff that was also something that was like introducing me more to like going to shows and like stuff like that but right you had so you had something to kind of like look up to my own brothers like, they don't really have a similar like taste in music they were listening to like rap or like country or something which i do like little bits of either of those but like like in the early 2000s it wasn't like something that i was trying to trying to listen to so then as you started to uh get involved with this stuff did, did your parents have any idea what to do with you yeah not really i mean my oldest brother jason is really good it's like super smart very intelligent was really good at golf and tennis and he has like three master's degrees or something right now he's like my other brother justin who is only like a year younger than Jason. Super athletic, amazing at sports. Still is the track coach for my high school. <laughs> um, and then I like basically do well in school, like academic wise. And I like sports. Like I did when I was younger. I did like gymnastics and swimming. I danced until I graduated high school. But I also liked art and music. And like I did a lot of of stuff like with the, the art program at my high school and I did this thing called Arts Alive which was like an intensive art program in the summer that Holland's branch in and so I think it was just like my parents like had like one one and then the other that were like very like you know Jay was good at school and like doing these things and Justin like doing these things and I just like doing a whole bunch of things and especially like the music stuff and going to shows like they didn't really like necessarily get but they I think they knew that it was, like, a good outlet for me, and it wasn't, like, something where bad things were happening. So I was, like, super lucky that they, like, let me go. Because Cafe Metropolis, which was, like, the big venue, not big in size, but, like, the right. venue that a lot of bands played at in Wilkes-Barre, it's 40, it's 45 minutes away from my parents' house. My mom was, like, Greg drive. She, like, didn't let anybody under the age of 18 drive me for some reason. So she was, like, if Greg was driving when I was younger, she would, like, let him or someone else of my friends that was, like older like drives me down and I get to like go to shows and stuff so I don't know I feel very lucky that my parents although they didn't like necessarily get it and I still don't think they get it they like came to a show, our show in Scranton in December when we did like the holiday show and mm-hmm. you know they, I think they could see like how it's like kind of like a legitimate thing you know what I mean like, we're not like I don't know I don't want to say, like, you're not a legitimate band if you're not, like, playing in front of a bunch of people. I feel like to my parents, who have, like, no real concept of going to a show, like, they're like, oh, okay, go. (laughs) Shows or do anything like that. Right. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We're sitting here. It's, like, June. And you're like, where has the time gone? And everybody's like, oh, my gosh, I have no idea. I got to, like, accomplish all these other things. Take a moment. Focus on the things that, obviously, for one, matter to you, but for two... Look back, be like, what have I done well? What have I done not so well? And maybe I can, you know, ask some friends and family for some help. But where I have always gone to in regards to figuring out what I can do better, therapy. Therapy is an incredible tool 
at your arsenal that you can dip into. I've done it for my marriage. I've done it for myself personally. And I'm a huge advocate for what therapy can do for you because it is a third party that's able to look at what you can do to improve your life and be a person to help you along in your journey. And so I think if you were thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and entirely suited to your schedule. All you do is fill out a brief questionnaire, you get matched with a licensed therapist, and then boom, you're done. It's great. And then if you're not vibing with the therapist, you can switch it at no additional cost. So take a moment, reflect on the things you've done, reflect on the things you want to do, and visit betterhelp.com slash Ray today to get 10% off of your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash Ray. Baseball fans, BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM's Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. Pick an area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM sports account to get started. Then visit your promotions section to access the Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. There's nothing more exciting than going yard with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Before AI can help your business predict demand, accelerate growth, inform decisions, automate tasks, reveal insights, generate content, you have to trust it. Introducing WatsonX Governance. Helping you govern any AI as data, models, and policies change so you can scale it responsibly. Let's create AI that begins with trust with WatsonX Governance. Learn more at ibm.com governance. IBM. Let's create. Well, it's just, I, I think the biggest thing is just kind of putting it in context, like even, you know, playing in front of 150 people inside of a, you know, hot, sweaty room. If you show a parent that, you'll be like, oh, wow, like someone is finding something that my kid is doing of worth. And like that, yeah. that is that that kind of puts it in context where it's like, oh, they're not just, you know, wasting their time doing some experimental art project to, you know, one person in a weird room in the middle of Baltimore. So like, you know, something that's just like, yeah, oh, you're, you're completely quote unquote wasting your time, but that's cool. That's cool that they were, that they gave you that, uh, that leash to go on rather than, you know, be like, Oh, we don't understand this. We need to really lock down on her. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure at some points when I was like, you know, 14 and like in my room alone, like blasting, like my, my chemical romance record, they were like, what is going on? <laughs> but they never like, told me not to listen to certain music like they just kind of like let me do my own thing as long as I was still like you know keeping good grades and like I was in like a million clubs so it wasn't like I was like a loner or anything like I still like to them I feel like seemed like fine to do my own things I guess right well yeah you were you were being active and productive from like the sort of stereotypical high school experience as far as you know like you said clubs and athletics and that sort of stuff but you might have been doing things that weren't you know 
the, the that might not be the first or second choice of most typical high school students, but you were still active, which obviously, you know, calms parents from that perspective of they're like, okay, my kids, just like you said, my kid's alone in his room, his or her room. They're not doing anything. They're not participating. <laughs> what do they care about? That's I think that's what sets parents' alarm bells off where it's like they need to care about something, right? As you obviously became immersed in, you know, all uh, going to shows and all that sort of stuff. Because Tiger's Jaw, for all intent and purposes, is your first band, right? Yeah. I was going to say the only band, but I guess I'm like kind of in pedal now. So, yeah, like my first, the first band I've ever played in was right. Tiger's Jaw. Right, which is which is really disheartening for most people to hear because normally you're supposed to play in some terrible bands when you're obviously <laughs> in high school, and then you 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 get to just be like, oh well, yeah, I do this thing, and you know, and of course, Tiger's Jaw has obviously evolved sonically, but you know, even on your your, your first releases, there was elements of what you are doing now in it so yeah basically basically i think most people will hear this and just be like you know what screw you you didn't play in a terrible band (laughs) i mean i just got really lucky because (laughs) adam and ben were writing like music that i liked and that was like one reason why when adam Adam and i were like talking on aim and he was like yeah our keyboard is quit and i was like well i've taken piano lessons for eight years like i could help you out if you like need someone to play at a show and like that's just like basically how it happened. I like played a show with them and then they were like, you want to be in the band? And I was like, yeah. And I like sat down while I played like a true piano player. It was hilarious <laughs> and embarrassing. So, you, uh, you like you did that actually at your actual first show, you sat down and like pulled out a chair and stuff like that. Yeah, I had a chair. That's spectacular because that's how you play piano, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> that was the only context in which you knew. Yeah. So the, uh, I was so nervous. But oh. it's really funny in retrospect. Ima- well, if you weren't nervous, I would have questioned you because even if you are not nervous, like you, you shouldn't really, you know, look cool on stage like, when you're that young. When you're just like, figuring I definitely it out. didn't. I still don't think I really have it figured out, but you know, at least I'm not sitting down. You know, yeah, I'm, I, it's funny you say that because I, I mean, I, I don't necessarily agree that, you know, you don't, you look like, when, I mean, the last time I saw you guys play was when, you know, you played Chain Reaction the last time you came through. And it, it, it is one of those things, like, I think just because you guys don't have that sort of like full-time touring mindset of like, okay, here we are. We are Tiger's Jaw. We're this really professional band um, because that, that's, obvious, that's obviously what like most bands you know, strive to be. And since you guys haven't, yeah. haven't had that on your agenda, there is this sort of like just, uh, you know, I'm trying to think of the best way to describe it without sounding like a slam. Like, because <laughs> it's like, it's like a, a sort of lackadaisical like, hey, you know, we're Tiger's Jaw. We're just kind of showing up to play some songs for you guys. There are very few bands that can pull it off without being like, oh, come on. Like, give me a break. Hopefully you sound okay. <laughs> well, that, that and after, you know, Adam was always the one that talked during shows. So obviously Ben and I had to, uh, I still don't really talk. I'm always like so afraid that I'm going to say something that like will come across as like not making sense or I don't know. So Ben does t- do most of the talking now, but that's also why we're, we're still kind of figuring it out. Totally. I could, I could see that where it's just like, 
oh yeah well here i yeah hey guys how's it going <laughs> here here we are in front of you here's some songs yeah, i'm not gonna tell a joke but <laughs> right right yeah <laughs> i i definitely do feel that they're uh you know you know some people obviously have sort of a, a stage persona so to so to speak you know where it's like they get on stage and you know they're still themselves but they're maybe a more heightened version of themselves but i mean you in particular definitely feel like you exist completely in the same world both on and off stage <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I don't really have a choice now. I'm not asking the crowd how they're doing tonight or anything. Right. Maybe, maybe I'll, I will be a you guys okay? Right. How's it going, Houston? You guys ready? Yeah. <laughs> you know, along those same lines, like the, you know, just because Tiger Shaw has existed, like we were joking about earlier in this world of, of, your popularity continues to rise as far as like more people knowing about you guys and uh, you know more people paying attention to what you're doing but you're not a full-time touring band from that perspective because obviously you've all dedicated yourselves to school and other avenues of life i presume that's been sort of uh well it's been intentional that you guys have obviously focused on school and not making the band the you know sort of typical let's drop everything we need to do this you know has that something that's been sort of difficult for you personally to navigate Uh, or did you ever want to at some point be like yes i want to drop everything and and do this band from a full-time perspective yeah a hundred percent okay i feel like i've thought about that a lot like especially when i was just starting school and seeing title fight do that and like do well and like it like worked out for them and I was like why like we could totally do this but the difference between like our situation and their situation is that like Ned Man and Walking and Gora didn't even start college which was the wisest choice I think but like Ned and Ben were just starting school and Shane wasn't like you know like he went back to school like when they were doing their freshman year but he wasn't like you know this is where I really need to be like they all kind of had the same you know, they were all ready to, like, put school on hold and, like, do it, whereas I was a freshman at the same time as Ned and Ben were, but Ben and Dennis are two years ahead of me, and uh, Pat and Adam were three years ahead, so people were just, like, like, everybody was, like, almost done, you know what I mean? And then when I had started and they had finished, like, then it was their time to, like, wait for me to be done, you know? So in the end, I'm, like, really happy that it turned out that way. But I can't say that, like, I never wish that we couldn't have just done it. Because I feel like we could have, you know, dropped out and been a band and, like, made it work. Mm-hmm. But now I'm happy that after Ben is done uh, working towards his speech pathology license, like, we'll have, like, I'm a certified teacher, so be a licensed speech pathologist, and then we could, like, go 100% at the band, and then if, you know, we, you know, want to come back to, like, real, quote-unquote, real-life, like, jobs, like, we have that. Yeah. So I'm really happy that we ended up doing it that way, but it was difficult at times, especially when, like, you get tour offers. Even still, like, we get, I'll get a text, and I'll be like, this band, like, asked about you guys doing this tour in the fall and it's like yeah i i can't do it and i'm bummed but we will do something cool eventually like it will happen so right right the the impression that i always got you know from you guys was that that focus on like we're gonna get our real life set up first and then we can pursue this sort of you know this alternate universe of of being in a band and touring and all that sort of stuff but you know it's that's interesting that you obviously had a had a struggle in your own head you know backing up like when you did first start to go to shows like was it always 
in your head that you wanted to play in a band or was it one of those things where you just I like never imagined being in a band okay it kind of happened really fast like I started going to shows like like 12 13 and like but not like every weekend like just like when there was a show that I wanted to see and like going to warp tour and stuff like that but like when I was 14 was when I started to you know kind of more consistently go to shows and make those friends that were like wanting to drive to Screenton to go to a show and stuff like that. And that's how I met Adam, and it kind of just happened really fast. Like, basically, the summer, I think it was the summer that I turned 15, that, that like, I joined Tiger's Jaw. I always get, like, confused. Ben knows better than me. He has a much better memory than I do. <laughs> but, like, it all happened, like, very fast. It was like I was going to shows, and all of a sudden I was in a band. But, like, I never, like, like, I didn't start a band. I didn't, like, seek it out. It kind of just, like, happened. Right, right. And, like, now I can't imagine, like, not being in Tiger's Jaw or, like, not being in a band. Especially not being in Tiger's Jaw. I, like, can't imagine it. It's, like, just so much a part of my life. Does it make you nervous from that perspective of... Because, obviously, there's there's a certain uh, concept of an identity that is obviously incorporated into, you know, your band. Like, obviously, you're Brianna from Tiger's Jaw. Like, that is what, you know, your quote-unquote average music listener will know you as does it sit in your head that you obviously try to like you were similar to what you're doing obviously we were talking about in school how you have to kind of separate those two um is that is that something that kind of goes through your head where it's like okay i can't place too much of my identity in this band um i think i don't really think about that just because we're not really doing the band like that much sure but i don't know i guess i guess like quote brianna from tiger's jaw does come out like have to come out i don't know i don't i don't really think about it like that as much i don't think like yeah. when we're on tour it kind of feels like that or like if i go to a show or like get recognized or something which is still like very strange and surreal like that's when it feels like that like oh somebody knows me like from this band but like yeah. other than that i don't really i guess i don't really like feel that way sure sure it's something when you're in the middle of it it's definitely hard to put in context and you know as as things progress and obviously if certain things you know take more of a backseat in your life that's when it's like you, you you have the time to look back and like oh okay like i can i can see where this all sort of transpires not only in the you know 30 minutes that we spoke but you yourself the demeanor in which you put out into the world is you know you are a very sweet charming you know uh, soft-spoken person uh, it's one of those things where the, the the common conception, especially of independent music, is that there is, you know, some element of either turmoil or, um, you know, you don't identify with a lot of pieces in the world, whether it's like, oh, I don't, you know, I don't feel like one of the, you know, one of my peers or whatever. There's a juxtaposition there with with the image that you that you obviously have and then that sort of common, you know, independent music listener. You know, did you identify with that sort of stuff as you were? Um, you know, listening to My Chemical Romance in, in your bedroom alone. Um, and, you know, how did that all kind of transpire in your head as far as that's concerned? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess I definitely felt like I could relate to other people, like, through, like, the similar type of music that I was listening to. And I obviously, like, identified with the lyrics in some way, like, the, like I'm not okay, I promise. Like, when you're, you know, a teenager, I mean, even still, like, and you're, like, pissed or you're upset or mad, especially, like, when I was younger and, like, you know, boyfriends and friendships that were, like, tumultuous. And my parents were awesome, but it wasn't like I never, like, fought with them or anything. So I think for me, like, that was, like, what music was, like, just, like, a very comforting thing. And, like, I loved being able to relate to lyrics. Like, someone 
wrote that and it's like I could have written it like sounds so corny but it's like I guess that's that's like how I related to it yeah well no I think that that's an important point because I mean art doesn't necessarily need to be like created from pain you know you can create something from obviously so many of the other different emotions and then you can identify with something you know maybe not the sort of like you know, anti-social, anti-authoritarian, you know, independent music construct, but you could be like, no, these lyrics speak to me because it makes me feel comfortable. And so photography has obviously been a huge part of your life. And that's, that's something that you, do you still continue to study at school? Well, that's what I majored in. Yeah. I majored in photography and then I have a concentration in art education. And the school that I went to basically is like putting a dual major into one thing. Because some of the classes overlap for art education and, like, getting a BFA. Okay. Sorry, I'm, like, getting in my car. That's okay. My Bluetooth is about to do something weird, so hold on. Let me, <laughs> let me no, no problem. Baseball fans, BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM's Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. Pick an area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM sports account to get started. Then visit your promotions section to access the Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. There's nothing more exciting than going yard with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In partnership with MGM Northfield Park. What if AI could help your business deliver mission-critical outcomes with speed? With IBM Consulting, your business can design, build, and scale trusted AI using Watson X and modernize the way you work to accelerate real impact. Let's create AI that transforms your business. Learn more at ibm.com consulting. IBM. Let's create. Your new home journey starts at Fisher Homes, where everything is red, white, and new. Explore exclusive summer savings and start your journey by selecting your ideal home site and your dream community. Choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans and bring your style to life at the Lifestyle Design Center. Are you looking for a quick move-in ready home instead? Fisher Homes has options for those, too. Fill out a form to connect with a new home advisor at fisherhomes.com to get started today before the sun sets on summer savings. Photography is obviously such a huge component of music in general because there obviously is a way to visually represent what a person is trying to create sonically. Has that been something that you've found the relationship between the two pretty symbiotic? Well, I actually got into photography because I really wanted to do band photography. Mm-hmm. And I used to bring like my parents' little point-and-shoot camera to shows until one time I got it stolen out of show when I set it down. Rough. Um, but I, with the cost of, uh, like, a Rebel XTI, like, digital SLR camera with my parents for Christmas when I was 16, and I took, like, a darkroom photography class in high school. So I was shooting, like, film and digital, like, through high school. Like, the 
and photography kind of like took more of a back seat to obviously exploring like more, I don't know, what you have to do in art school, you know, like like a full-on project with like an artist statement behind it kind of thing. But on tour, like that's like one thing I love to do. Like I love to like have my camera with me and just kind of like, you know, document like what we're like doing. Like last year we got to, yeah, last year we went to a, like Kurt Cobain's house and it was just like so pretty and like I was so glad that I like had my camera with me. Like now I have those pictures forever, but they're not like on my phone. They're like actual like. Right. Prints. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, you have something tangible that you can look back on and be like, oh, that was that was a very special moment. Something I cannot relate to, but I'm always interested in is the the conception of obviously being a female with an independent music, having that, I wouldn't even call it a burden, but that responsibility placed on you just because there's obviously not as many girls in bands and obviously even girls at shows in general. Was that was that something that was uh, interesting for you as you first started to go to shows and notice like, hey, I am one of, you know, 15 girls at this show. Like, when did, when did you start to notice that being a thing? I feel like in our, like, at least in the Scranton scene, like, when I was younger and going to shows, like, there, I had a lot of girlfriends that, like, were at shows, so it never really felt like this super outnumbered thing, and of course, because, like, when I checked Tiger Shaw, we were playing shows, like, in Scranton, and we, like, all knew each other. It wasn't like, oh, like, you're a girl in a band, like, kind of thing. But I definitely have experienced things that are solely, like, I'm a girl, and you're, like making this assumption because I'm a female like type of thing mm-hmm. like like you try to get in they're like and you say you're in the band and they're like what band me having to like prove like yeah I'm not lying like <laughs> it's kind of a, a a disbelief that you actually do like you do play in a band yeah it hasn't I mean that hasn't happened in like years sure like a couple years but I don't know I feel too like because I'm a girl like I get the kind of attention like some it's not like it doesn't happen to boys either because I totally see it happen to boys in bands. When I was younger, I totally did it too or like, you're like, oh my God, like he's so good looking, blah, blah, blah. And not saying that like, that's what like all people say about me, but I feel like, you <laughs> right. know, like if I ever feel strange desire to like, maybe like search my name on a hashtag and like see what comes up, like, you know, like I see like a weird face. Right. I'm just like, oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> no, one will not marry you. <laughs> no, I don't think I'll ever love you like that. <laughs> but it's all it, it's all like fairly innocent. Like there are, there have rarely been any that have made me feel truly uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I did recently experience. Uh, I don't even like feel like really acknowledging it, but there was like a stalking incident with myself and um, Kylie, who's in title, and a couple of our friends. Mm-hmm. Like this person who found us through Tiger's Jaw. He's a Tiger's Jaw fan, and you know, got really obsessed which he's relaxed, thank God, probably realized that, like, it wasn't a good idea to, like, you know, message my friends on Tumblr a hundred times a day. Yeah. Like, stuff like that. But I feel like that could all... I definitely think that there are, like, some inequalities and, like, definite differences with being, like, a female in a band. And I'm not, like... I don't consider Tiger's Jaw, like, a female-fronted band, which I feel like the girls who are in, like, female-fronted bands, like, face a a lot of stuff, too. You know, everybody compares them to Paramore. Right. I love Paramore. Right. But, you know, and just stuff like that. But. Well, no, that that's interesting. I mean, I, I, I do think it's interesting. The, the sort of object of affection, um, that, that is totally. (laughs) That's a good word for it. 
it happens to everybody and it's so strange like the the bands that i used to play in i sang for them and so by default people will pay attention to you because you sing in a band that's a reality and so it it, yeah. it became so strange for me to have like you know a, a female approach me and only be interested in me not because of the way i looked not because of everything else but because i got on stage and grabbed a microphone and like it took me a minute to realize like like whatever whatever relationship could be you know gotten out of that is not meaningful and is not like oh yeah and it is it is really strange to kind of have that you know sitting in your head where it's like oh man people are looking at me like that like that's weird like you feel like a a piece of meat in a way yeah sometimes it feels like that i feel like too because i am like the only girl i don't know but like it's never been like something that's like been a thing in the band like it's not like right you know, they're like, oh, like, there was a girl. Like, I think I talked on a small talk about them making boy jokes, which I kind of regret saying, but, like, <laughs> just, like, things that they, like, joked around with each other that I necessarily didn't, like, you know, yeah. vibe with. Right. But I think in a band and, like, being a girl, like, female, has also been, like, a really, like, positive thing for me, too, because I've had girls come up to me and say, like, how, like, like they see that I do it, and they're like, I feel like I could do it. And I'm like, hell yeah, like, why not? Like, I didn't even, like, not that it's, like, easy to be in a band, but, like, to start a band, like, sure, like, find friends that do it and, like, just try. Like, I don't think, like, being, like, male or female should, like, prohibit you from, like, doing what you, like, want to do. So I think that's been, like, a really rewarding part because, like, it's something that I, like, truly love and, like, you know, want to do for as long as possible. And I hope that, like, I don't know yeah i know exactly what you're talking about because it's like i've i mean on this particular podcast it's like i've done you know 100 some odd episodes and you know you are like my fourth or fifth girl the sort of feedback that i get from people in regards to females appearing on the show is honestly so much stronger where they're like thanks for having that and it's like to me it's not intentional like of course i desire to speak to people of all different walks of life but the the reactions of like you were saying that sort of like empowering like oh wow you know my, my my sex doesn't have to be a barrier for entry you know yeah exactly which is exciting the, the the last thing i want to hit on was because because of the the nature of being in a band and and leaving and you know being in a relationship and like having the context of of touring and being able to sustain a relationship while you're obviously not only on the road but uh, you know as your significant other tours and stuff like that um have you yourself found that more beneficial that you know that you both have a common understanding of like okay this is what it's like to be on tour and this is what it's like to do this rather than like having one person that you're involved with not have an understanding of it um, i i definitely feel like for myself it has helped with like especially the more i've gotten to tour trying to understand like okay so he might not be able to talk to me right now but that's because he's actually busy and not just like you know i'm not just assuming that he's like having fun all the time like it, it, it is like actual work at points like sure. the best kind of work but you know like you still have stuff to do and it definitely was hard, harder when I was in school. Well, it was, I don't know. It was, it was easier and harder when I was in school because it was easier because I was distracted and like very focused. And I feel like us both having our own kind of, you know, our own shit going on. Like, you know, I could do my own thing and like not have to rely on him being home to like, you know, function as a normal human. Like I, you know, 
I can, like, live my life, like, while he's gone and living his and doing his own stuff, and we can still, like, be in a relationship and be happy. And, but it was hard, too, because, you know, anytime he get to do something, like, really fun or cool, you know, and I'm, like, writing a, a, an eight-page paper, you know, <laughs> I'd be like, come on. Yeah. You're but, like, this is kind of a bummer. But now, now we live together, so it's like, we'll see. He yeah. hasn't really been on tour that much. Sure. But I'm about I'm the one that's like going for the longest since that happened. So Yeah. yeah. I don't know. It, it it's just like kind of become a normal thing. Like we've been dating for six years, so it's like I don't know, like Tiger Sean Title Fight did their first tours, like their first real tours kinda of together. Right. Even though I wasn't allowed to go. But since <laughs> well, then Title Fight's basically been touring. So it's just something that I've kind of grown accustomed to and he's really good at talking on the phone to me, so yeah. Well, no, that's the, I mean, it's cool because it definitely, you know, it, because you've obviously had the long experience of being together and watch each other, you do have a better understanding of, I mean, not only where each other is coming from, but obviously, you know, a gradual change as opposed to like, you know, you all of a sudden meeting him now and dating him and being like, oh, I got to get used to like, you're gone for this long. Yeah. This, this sucks. I, uh, yeah. I guess in that way, like, it was, I don't know if lucky's the right word. I do feel lucky. But. Yes. Right, right, right. The, the timing was right. <laughs> the last thing I want to hit on was the idea of, obviously, like you were mentioning earlier, in the fact that there is a horizon in which uh, Tiger's Jaw obviously can be a more, you know, basically the focal point of your life. Yeah, finally. Yeah, exactly. Is that something that, I mean, I, I sense the excitement in your voice. Is there any trepidation as well of like, oh, man, this could be scary that this could, you know, fail miserably within a year? Um, or is it one of those things where it's like, oh, because we've we've got ourselves uh, set up in, in the normal life, we can always return to that? I think there's that. I think for me, it's tough because, like, right now I'm in, like, this strange, we're in, like, this strange transitional period where, like, I graduated college and now I'm doing this kind of temporary-esque job of substitute teaching. And, I like, I've gotten, all, like, you know, job offers from a couple of the schools that I work for for, like, more full-time positions but it's like do I like I I really like we want to do Tiger's job so I'm like holding off on doing that obviously hoping that I'm like making the right decisions but like we've been working towards this for like eight years so it's nine years I don't know however long it's been but if we don't like at least try to like do like a couple tours in a row like I don't think we need to be a band that tours like nine months out of the year like we never have been but I'd like to to go places and do things that we've been, you know, held back from doing because, you know, we've had to finish school. We've had to finish, like, getting our, you know, professional shit together. Yeah. So I'm excited, and it is, like, comforting to to know that, like, I'm uh, working for this one woman who's going on maternity leave for three months in the fall at the same school and, you know, just making, like, connections with people at a school district that I really like and you know what I mean so it's like when I and it's not like I hide being in a band from them so you know they know that like that's something I want to do and I'm hoping that I make like a good enough relationship with them that maybe you know when it does come you know comes time to maybe take a step back from touring and like do something else like you know let me sub again or like maybe see if there's a position or something so I'm excited yeah it's all very nerve-wracking but such is life. Yeah, it's very true. It is interesting because I do feel like there is there is an element of, you know, because the, 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 you know, the old adage of, you know, being, you know, young and dumb, where it's like when you're, you know, when you start to tour, when you're whatever, 16, 17, 18 years old, 
Um, sometimes you don't even have the wherewithal to either appreciate what you're surrounded by and like experiencing. You're just like concerned about having fun and that's like it. So maybe, maybe just because obviously you're a little bit older and have a little bit more perspective on the stuff that you can enjoy. Um, you know, it might be, it might be you have a finer appreciation of tours as opposed to just like, Oh wow, what's the, what's the next fun thing I get to do? You know, so it could be it could be cool from that perspective. I definitely think that, and I also like I'm only 22, so do I really like if I say, hmm, do I want to like tour with my band because I finally have the chance, or do I want to like work at the same place every day for the next you know 180 days? I feel like I'm out of like the point in my life where I still have like I don't have kids, like I'm not married, like I'm at like like a really good position to to do like what I want to want to do and like then too like once we're finally once we finally have everything done like I'm just so excited to to go and see new places and like you said like appreciate it all and take it all in while I can no for sure it's super exciting I really appreciate your time thank you so much for uh, hanging out and uh, chopping it up with me I appreciate it so there you go. There is my conversation with Priyana. Just what a sweet girl, right? I mean, like I said, I was expecting her to be cool, but then afterwards it was just like, oh, she's charming. She's great. I'm glad she's she's one of the good people doing the good things. So like I said, fundraising for this show, visit patreon.com backslash xpurposex. If you go to a few shows a month, this is cheaper, way cheaper. If you're like, you know what? I'm going to give the show $5 a month which is that that's what $60 a year you equate to the 52 hours of stuff I give you a year as far as these episodes are concerned it's like fractions you're spending like a dollar or two it's a deal basically that's what I'm saying it's it would be crazy of you to not donate that's what I'm trying to say anyways the producer for this episode as always is Tom Richfield visit propertyofzack.com visit 100wordspodcast.com and until next week and I got a really good show next week Gonna do a little tease right here. The story so far, you've probably heard of the band. Quite a large band within the context of independent music. One of the hot up-and-comers. I have one of the members of that band on the show next week. So, let's talk then. Be safe, everybody. The show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Trust me in saying that no matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all of the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. The following is a high five moment from highfivecasino.com. I won! Yahoo! Private, put down your phone. This is the army. Sarge, High Five Casino is a social casino. It's on your phone, goes wherever you go. I win free spins, cash, prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. I won again! Platoon, present cell phone. High Five! High Five! Casino! Casino! Win at highfivecasino.com! High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High Five Casino! 
Your new home journey starts at Fisher Homes, where everything is red, white, and new. Explore exclusive summer savings and start your journey by selecting your ideal home site and your dream community. Choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans and bring your style to life at the Lifestyle Design Center. Are you looking for a quick move-in ready home instead? Fisher Homes has options for those, too. Fill out a form to connect with a new home advisor at fisherhomes.com to get started today before the sun sets on summer savings. 